Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Focus on Greatness podcast. I am your host, Ham Roche, and here on this platform, we are men helping men redefine greatness through service. Today, I'm going to have a, a lady on, a young lady on, that I believe is going to help us so much when it comes to our relationships. I believe that one of the biggest struggles that we have is our communication. And what she's going to teach us today, give us some tools today is something that I believe is going to transform every area of our lives. Now, Alice is going to be the lady that we're talking to today, and she is a mediator and a negotiator. We're going to dive more into that to find that out. And she's an entrepreneur that's been doing this for some time. And now we have an opportunity to have her on the platform today, and she's going to help us become, walk in, be developed in this thing called greatness. If you're ready, let's go. So how are you doing, Alice? So grateful that you are on uh, today with the podcast. I want you to do me a favor. Let's start off and um, have you just really kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, let the audience know a little bit about you, and then we'll have a great, great conversation. Awesome. Thank you, Herm, for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you today and share information with your audience. So I am originally from Louisiana, the deep south, and I, that's where I grew up. So I always like to hearken to my roots. And my uh, parents actually immigrated from Okinawa, Japan. And um, there was a long and winding road to get to where I am today as a mediator and a negotiation coach. Um, my first sort of career was in acting and directing. So I spent the first half of my year completely in love with the theater world, acting and directing. And I have a small part in uh, Steel Magnolias, the movie. Okay, so I'm going to have to go back and see that now, just, just so I can see you. Okay. And so um, I moved from there to working in startups, and eventually I found my way to mediation. And I still, to this day, use a lot of my theater skills in the mediation, because when you study acting, you're really studying psychology of people, how to affect mm. someone, how to make people feel emotions, right? You okay. want not just the other actor to feel something from you, you want the audience to feel yeah. a certain way, right? And mm -hmm. so we studied a lot of that. And so all of those skills come into play when I am mediating, when I'm negotiating, because it's all about human emotion. Hmm. So, yeah, so that's a little bit, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> okay. Well, I do, I do. Now this is very intriguing, even though you said that uh, really it's kind of the you know, in some form, it's a similar scenario, acting and what you do currently. Um, but how that's it's almost like a nice leap from your acting job to what you're doing now. How did you kind of get into uh, the what you do now in reference to being, I said, the great negotiator? So I um, have a, a part time job where part of my job is to mediate between okay. host families and their caregivers, live in caregivers. Okay. And so as you can imagine, if you have someone from a different country taking care of your children, you can imagine there are conflicts that come up, right? It could yeah. be about curfew. It yeah. could be about, oh, they used my car and they wrecked it. How, what are we going to do? Or it could be uh -huh. about, uh, we're not getting along. I don't like her and she doesn't like me and we're fighting constantly, right? And so you go in as part of that job, I would go in and mediate to try to keep the people like together because if they broke that caregiver now has to find another family gotcha. and so i got my introduction to mediation that way 
-hmm. And in order to become an actual mediator, all you need to do is take a 40 hour certification course. So if you take that certification, you can be a mediator. Now there is a small caveat. If you do want to become a mediator, there are no jobs. Like no one is saying I'm hiring a mediator as a job, right? Okay. You wow. actually have to like start your own company. Okay. And so okay. if you want to be okay. a mediator, you have to know that you're going to be an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and you're going to be able to, you know, sell your services to the people mm -hmm. who need it the most. So that is sort of what I did. And I started to mediate. I got my certification. I began volunteering. You can volunteer in the court system. Mm. And so I was doing volunteer mediations for landlord tenant issues. Like people are getting evicted mm -hmm. as well as small claims. Small claims is a nice hodgepodge of different things. People wanting mm. their, you know, security deposit back from their landlords or, you know, yeah. they want their money back from a company. They paid them for services and they decided they didn't want to do it and they want their money back. And, you know, wow. it's, it's a lot of different in, and interesting wow. things. And so I mediated uh, those as well. And then I started my own business where I do a mm -hmm. lot of divorce mediations, breach of contract cases, a mm -hmm. lot of workplace conflicts. You wouldn't believe here on how many people are having conflicts at work because they feel like they're not being taken seriously or they feel like they're being harassed. And mm -hmm. so it really is very disruptive in the workplace as well as nonprofit boards. You can imagine they're fighting a lot all the time. Right. So I'm trying to like get them on the same page. There's a lot of conflict in the world. And so that's sort of how I came from being an actor slash director and then slowly moving into mediation. And then I really became interested in negotiation because I am watching people negotiate. I have like front row seats, right? I'm like sitting right, right there, right, right in the middle of everyone's chaos and, and conflict. And so I could see all the negotiations going on. I watched mm. lawyers negotiating back and forth. And then I started studying negotiation very seriously. Mm -hmm. and eventually felt like I had, you know, the knowledge to be able to coach people to become better negotiators. So it can be in their personal lives, with their family members, their children, their spouses. It can be in their businesses. It can be with their employees. It can be with clients. So all of the negotiation skills that I teach basically transfer to mm -hmm. like any part of your life. You just mm -hmm. need to just adjust it. But the same skill sets mm -hmm. are used across the board in your life. Well, and this is why... This is why Alice is on this podcast, um, because she's about to help us gain this wisdom and this knowledge uh, so that we can make sure that in our relationships, we're able to deal with this. I'm, I was thinking while you were talking that this probably is probably the, 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 the preventive part of what we're doing. Um, so they don't have to be on the other side and you having to be able to help them on that end, figure out what they're keeping, what they're not, and all of those pieces at the end of the rope. Um, but this is helping for relationships to be able to know what to do now to be able to help be better communicators or whatever that is so that they can be better in the long run. Um, so what I want to do, I'm, I'm going to not get all the way out the way, but I do want to give you a chance to kind of help us. Um, and I'm saying us because I'm included in this beautiful conversation. And so I want to see what is that in reference to when we're talking about um, as the being the negotiator that you are um, and helping in relationships. What does that look like 
when we're before we dive in and it gets crazy before it gets you know surely when you're talking about negotiation or getting into bad scenarios majority of that is this a major conflict that they're having that for whatever reason we feel like we cannot resolve um how do we start these pieces of developing whatever we need so we can communicate well and get through these pieces together on a on a good note so the good news is it's not rocket science and everyone can learn it Okay. So it's definitely stuff like when I talk about it, all your audience members are going to think like, oh, okay, that's it. However, mm -hmm. you just have to like focus on it. So the biggest thing that people can do, and it's a, almost like a lost art, is listen. Listen hmm. very deeply. Okay. And it's the number one rule in communication, in negotiation, is really to listen. So what does that mean? It doesn't mean that I'm just sitting here quietly nodding my head while you're talking. Mm -hmm, what it right. means is that I put away all the devices, I get off the computer, I get off my text oh, no. messages, don't okay. answer calls, and really focus on what the other person is saying. Really listen deeply, right? Okay. So that's number one. Number two, you want to listen well enough that you're actually processing what the other person is saying so well that you can repeat it back. So it's mm. not necessarily parroting back what they said, but right. just to like process it and say, let me make sure that I understand what you said correctly and to be able to say it back to the other person. Okay. All right. Okay. Now that is really important to do specifically when it's getting heated, mm. when people are kind of getting agitated, when mm. they're getting upset, when they're getting angry, you want to really, really hone in on the ability to listen and repeat okay. back what the other person is saying. And I'll explain sort of scientifically why. Okay. 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 So if you are angry at me and you're yelling and whatnot, mm. everyone's amygdala, which is in your brain, and it gets triggered when people are in, you know, going into fight, flight, or freeze mode, mm -hmm. and it really hijacks the rest of your brain. Okay. So what you want to do is you want to try to keep your amygdala down by listening. Okay. You cannot be emotional and rational at the same time. You can't Ooh. do it. So you okay. want to push down that emotional side of yourself by like focusing on listening, even if they're saying inflammatory things, even if they're, if it's making you triggered, you want to really try hard to say, okay, I'm going to listen really hard so, because mm -hmm. I want to be able to repeat back what they said. Okay. Now you're going to repeat back what the other person said. What is that going to do? It's going to decrease their anger. It's going Ooh. like, you're going to be like, oh, this is like a magic pill. Alex, right. The magic <laughs> one, right. Because if someone's yelling right. at you and you repeat back, okay, let me make sure I understand what you're saying. You're upset because, and then you say it all, mm -hmm. they will feel like you have acknowledged what they said. Ooh. Now, you do not have to agree. All you have to do is acknowledge. Okay. Okay. Right. So if you said to me, like, Alice, you're being a terrible guest today on my on my podcast, even if I don't agree, even if I'm upset about that, mm -hmm. I want to be able to acknowledge you by repeating it back and say, okay, I want to make sure I understood what you said. You feel like I am being a really bad guest on your podcast. Is that correct? Okay, that's all I need to say. I'm not agreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. Right. I am trying to make sure that I heard you correctly. Okay. You're going to immediately feel better. Maybe not 100%, but mm. at least 50%. Right. You're going to be like, wow, Alice heard what I had to say. <laughs> and you're going to be like, yes, that is exactly what I had to say. That's exactly what I'm trying to tell you. Right. Right. And, and then I can go on to 
uh, respond to you. But most of the time, everyone skips that step. So it's it's feedback and then it's a defensive response. Right. What should happen is feedback, repeating back and acknowledging what you heard mm-hmm. and then responding. So everyone, all of your listeners should start to implement that second step that is always missed, mm-hmm. which is repeating back what you heard, particularly when things are heated. This is not a strategy you want to employ when we're having a good time, you know, <laughs> hanging out, things are great. You're telling me about some movie that you went to go see. You don't want to constantly repeat back and forth because you're going to be like, well, oh my gosh, an annoying person. Right. Happening, right. It's when things are getting really heated. And the reason why is because when you're getting upset and angry, mm-hmm. your listening skills and your ability to hear is decreased. Hmm. Okay? okay. Okay. It's really important to know that. Okay. So if you're getting like really angry, you're actually not listening. You can hear some words coming at you and you think right. you understand, right. but you're actually not processing what is coming at you. And so it's hmm. so important to try to get that acknowledgement step in. Okay. So that they can say, yes, that's exactly what I was saying. Or they might say, no, you missed half of the issue. Let me, mm-hmm. you know, you missed this whole thing, right? So you want to make sure that that's in there. That is going to help tremendously, okay. right? The okay. other thing that's different between men and women, and this is, it's like the weirdest, like the best kept secret, and I'm not sure why, because it shouldn't be a secret. So very frequently, the difference between men and women is that women sometimes just need men to listen. Like, I just need to vent. I need to tell you I had a terrible day. Let me tell you what happened. My boss did this and on and on and on. And just really, I just want the other person to listen to me because I need to feel better by venting, okay? Mm, okay, Very frequently, men are in the problem-solving mode. They want to help you by solving the problem. And they see my venting as me presenting the problem Mm-hmm. And then they mm-hmm. will say, well, why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? And it actually starts to annoy the women because they're like, I'm just trying to tell you what's going on. I'm trying to tell you what's going like solve it for me, right? And yeah. so here is a very good tip, super tip, okay. how to avoid that from happening. When a woman starts to tell you something or complain, you, you basically sense, okay, here comes a story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You might want to say, hold on one second. <clears throat> Let me just ask, do you want me to listen or are you asking me to help you problem solve? Hmm. Wow. And if you ask that question, they'll, they will tell you. They will tell you, I just want you to listen. Okay, great. Now you know. You can right. turn off your problem solving part of your brain. And you can just sit here and you can just listen. Got you. And you don't want to just check out and just think about, you know, the next ball game, what time yeah. it's going to start, what are you going to eat for right. dinner, right? You yeah. actually want to listen so that you can say, okay, so let me make sure that I understand you correctly. Your boss made you angry because they did X, Y, and Z and made you mm-hmm. feel like X, Y, and Z and repeat it back. And then you'll have a very happy person on the other side, right? Very right. frequently, the reason why there is this conflict is that women are usually wanting to just talk, talk Mm -hmm. it out. Right. It's sort of like talk therapy. Mm -hmm. And then men try to resolve it. And then it becomes an issue because the thing that I want, I'm not getting, which is simply, please listen to me. It's it's amazing. (laughs) And it's it's so simple. It is. What you're saying is not like, 
you know, this complex, you know, piece. What you're saying is very simplistic. Yes. Uh, and when you said that, when you said that piece in reference to just ask, basically in the nutshell, what is this conversation? Is this me fixing it? Or you just want me to listen? In my mind, I'm like, why didn't I think of that? Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> because then, like you said, one on the other end, when I'm asking that question, now I know how to be able to engage in this yes. conversation. Yes. Um, but then the other piece is when I haven't asked that conversation or asked that question, um, there's probably a man out there or whatever where it's like, I'm trying to fix it. And now I'm getting frustrated because that wasn't the intent of the conversation. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. So. Because, but what happens is guys will try to fix it and then there's pushback. Right. And then they're like, What's going on? Like, I'm just sitting here. I'm trying to be helpful. I'm trying to give you some solutions. Yeah. And then she's like, why are you telling me this? I don't want to do that. And all of a sudden there's a fight. Right. And then you're yeah. wondering like, how did I land here? How did I get into a fight? I am only trying to be helpful. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so you just yeah. want to ask them like, before you get started, I just want to know, do you want me to listen or do you want me to help you solve a problem? Mm-hmm. Once you ask that, then you will get an understanding of what this conversation is about to be. Okay. And you will be amazed, like how much less conflict you find yourself in. <laughs> yes, it, it, it's, it's going to be amazing because I'm about to put it in place. <laughs> yes. yes. So That's definitely good. your super tip for the day. That's good. So I, I want to ask this question because I'm also thinking about, because in both scenarios that you just mentioned, um, it takes a man that is really in a nutshell, uh, really a person. I won't just say a man, because even though this is a men's podcast, um, but it takes that person to be able to be open to communicate. So even on the first one, me and me intentionally listening to what you're saying um, in this argument, not getting emotional so I can make sure that I'm paying attention, but then being able to then echo in some sense what you've said to make sure that I'm hearing you correctly. Um I know men where they might be listening and they might not try to be emotional, but they're not good communicators. Um, And so they would just sit there and let the argument go and never go into the next piece. What would be an advice or something that could help that type of man as well? So when you say they'll let them go, do you mean um, they will they will not do the listening piece of it? Or I'm trying to understand a little bit. They might listen. They might listen, but they will never engage back. They'll 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 just listen to whatever the argument is. They'll just let it be. It's like a one sided conversation uh, basically the entire time. And then there's no uh, clarity is like what you're talking about now is none of those pieces. And what we're trying to get is where we can resolve this in a peaceful setting and have understanding on both sides. So I am hearing you say that there are people who are probably conflict avoidant, right? Yes. So someone's coming at them, the person is maybe upset or angry, and the guy's like, okay, I'm super conflict avoidant. I do not want to get into an argument, so I'm just going to be like, okay, whatever, right? Right. So, you know, it's not very hard. Like you said, it's very simple to be able to repeat back what the other person is saying. Mm -hmm. And if you are the the kind of person, guy person, where you're conflict avoidant and you don't want to get into it, you will be amazed. Like 
literally when you just acknowledge what they have to say. Because okay. like I said, if someone is hurling insults at you or they're mad about something that you did or did not do, mm-hmm. if you at least acknowledge that, it takes away a lot of the pain, the emotional pain that the other person is harboring. Mm. Because they feel like, oh my goodness, like you you at least heard me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And half the issue is just being heard. It's very, very sad. But so as a mediator, mm-hmm. I see so many people who go through their lives not feeling heard ever. Mm-hmm. Like not by their bosses, not by their colleagues, not by their spouses. They just mm-hmm. don't ever feel heard. Mm-hmm. So they're mm-hmm. going around talking and they don't feel like anyone really cares about them and really hears them. It's like heartbreaking how yeah. often this happens. And so if you want to be a better communicator as a guy and you're like, okay, that's not my skill set. I'm here to tell you it's so easy. You can do it. Like if you can do, you know, if you can pick up a glass of water and take a sip from it, you can do this because literally you're trying to just mirror back what the other person said. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I would love to do a really like maybe 30 second role play with you, Hiram. I want you to just come at me, make up whatever, you know. This is very scary, guys. (laughs) And then I'm going to like try to respond in a way that people should be just so that we can show everyone how it should sound. Okay. So go ahead and come at me like you're mad about something that I did. Oh man, this is horrible. Okay. Um, Man, okay, let's let me clarify something real quick. So I'm a part of the conflict avoided person, and uh, I don't like conflicts in no way, shape, or form. And so um, this is going to be very interesting and very difficult. Um, but uh, okay, so I'm thinking about this. I- I'll do it this way. Um, you know, I'm just tired. I'm sick and tired that it's like I'm working hard. I'm doing all this stuff but you don't appreciate me at all. It's like, you don't give, you don't care about what I'm feeling or how I'm going or what I'm going through right now. And I'm just tired of it. I'm just, I I just tired. I don't want, I don't want to do this no more. Okay. Here, let me make sure that I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. You feel like I don't care at all about what you're doing. You're working really hard and you feel like I don't acknowledge any of your efforts. I don't really care. And you're just sick and tired of, being the way this is going, it's, it's making you sick and tired. Is that right? Yeah, that's uh, exactly. Okay. It. How did that feel being on the receiving end of that? That felt good. I mean, like you said, I mean, one, it did feel good, but it, it, it made you feel like, like you said, it made you feel like someone, you heard me. Yes. Um, it made you feel like you, you actually took the time to understand how I feel. Um, and, and now it's like, okay, now can we, now we can fix something. Right. <laughs> but guess what? Guess what? I didn't admit or deny anything. Right. I, I didn't even have to agree with you. Right. All I did was just repeat back what you said. And you could viscerally feel like some relief. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. And so someone is coming at you. Let's say your, your spouse wow. is coming at you and yelling. If you do that, they're going to calm down. And you're going to be like, holy cow, it worked. I can't believe it. <laughs> and all of the guys who are conflict avoidant, you will yeah. be able to avoid all the conflict just by acknowledging what you heard. Hmm. You don't have to agree. You don't have to be right or wrong. Like all of that is irrelevant. 
people just want to be heard. So here, I want to just do a reverse role play. Now that you know what it feels like, I want you to actually practice doing it, okay? Okay. All right. All right? So hopefully your, your listeners enjoy this role play. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to come at you. I'm going to okay. be the upset spouse. Okay. And you all you're going to do is repeat back what you heard, okay? Okay. All right. Here, I am so mad because I asked you like three or four times yesterday to do the dishes and I needed them done before four. It is now 4.30. It has not been done. And I'm like furious because you said you would do it. You repeatedly said you would do it. And now it's not done. I'm so angry. Wow. Okay. So let me just make sure I heard you correctly. Um, you are upset because I promised you that I would do the dishes before four o'clock and now it's 4.30 and they're not done. Is that correct? Yes. And I asked you four times yesterday and you said yes, four times. Yeah. Wow. Make sure you repeat that part. Repeat okay. that part. That part too. Okay. So let me make sure I got it. So, um, so you repeated it four times, asked me four times and I told you four times that I was going to do it. Yes. Okay, how hard was that, Hiram? It wasn't difficult. It wasn't hard at all, actually. And uh, I could feel myself feeling calmer. Okay. Because you're addressing the thing that I'm upset about, right? If yeah. you jump into defensive mode and you're like, I was really busy, time got away from me, I'm so sorry, but I did not realize it was 4.30, now right. we have a fight. And for your conflict avoidant audience members, they might be like, all right, sorry, right? You might just be like, whatever. And exactly. it's still, make, I'm still going to be mad. Maybe it'll shut me up, but I'm still mm -hmm. upset, yeah. right? Because they're just avoiding it. Gotcha. So jump into the fray. Don't fight. Don't be defensive. Just acknowledge. Yeah. If you, like, all you have to do is say it back. And the other person's be like, that's right. Right? Yes. No, see, and this is why, see, Alice, you're helping, you're helping me. Um, and I know you're going to help somebody else. I know you're helping other men and people out there because I was actually just talking to a friend of mine just the other day. And one of the things that he talked about was specifically what we're talking about right now. And he was saying he has been in relationships, but when it came to the conflict, the argument part of it, neither party knew how to do it correctly. So in his mind, you know, he's trying to resolve it or trying to do whatever, whatever, but they, they're not on the same page, which what you're saying gets us on the same page. Um, they're not on the same page and it just becomes a constant buildup of arguments and arguments. Nothing ever gets resolved. Um, and as you know, if it doesn't get resolved in this conversation, it's going to give it's going to come back up again in another because we never addressed it and dealt with it in the beginning. Um, and so I think that this is truly, truly helpful and so effective. Um, and one of the things for me that uh, for those that are listening and, you know, Alice, uh, I, this is just a part of the concept of focus on greatness. Greatness to me is service. And this is a way that you're able to serve your relationship well. Um, you cannot um, you cannot serve effectively if you don't understand what what they're feeling. Um, yes. So I, this, this is great. This is so great. I have another tip, though. I want, okay. I want to share another tip. Please, we have time. So the other thing that you don't want to do, and if the other person does it, you, I'll show you how to stop it. Okay. You never want to introduce a second issue in a fight. 
Do not bring in a second issue. Wow. So if I say to you here, I'm like, I'm really mad because you were late. You were late to dinner today. And you say, well, you were late last week. That is a second <laughs> issue. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> okay so first of all for your listeners if you're the ones listening don't do that do not bring okay. in a second issue now let's say that the other person brings mm -hmm. in the second issue right okay. so if you brought in that second issue to me i would say to you hiram i hear what you're saying and perhaps that is important for you that you want to mm -hmm. talk about the fact that i was late last week right i'm happy to discuss that but i want to discuss that after we discuss the first issue Okay. We can talk about that later. Okay. Remove it from the conversation very deliberately. Okay. By okay. saying, I hear it. It's important. If it's important to you, I'm happy to discuss it. But we're going to discuss it after we resolve this first issue. Okay. So often hmm. people let their relationships get frayed mm -hmm. by having fights where you're always introducing two and three and four issues once you introduce a second issue you're never going to resolve it it is going right. to go around and around because i'm going to throw the red ball at you and you're going to throw the blue ball back at me not the red one right we're not right. going back and forth we're just crossing each other constantly right. so in order right. to stop that you want to always just say one issue at a time okay and if the other person does it then you remove it yeah and if you're the person you need to just hold yourself accountable and don't bring up a second issue. If okay. it's really critical, then you complete this discussion first. Mm -hmm. And then you say, I have something else I'd like to discuss now that we're done with the first issue. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you definitely want to do that. Um, so <laughs> don't, don't argue more than one issue at a time. <laughs> I, and I'm, and I'm, I'm laughing because I'm thinking in my mind of how many times, um, I'll say how many times I've done that. And, and a lot of it, and as you know, is, this is not like brand new, but a lot of it is a defense. It's, it's trying to defend yourself for why you didn't do or why this now is an argument in, in its first place. You're trying to defend yourself as, as your ration. You know, oh, you did this, but you did this back here. Like, it's this back and forth thing. But like you said before, it, it really does not resolve neither one of the issues. And greatness starts with humility. Yes. Right. And yes, so if you does. want to be great, just leave defensiveness at the door. Yeah. Right. I always like one of the biggest things when I coach on, I'm like, don't defend, don't defend yourself ever. Hmm. If someone's coming at you, just acknowledge what they're saying and mm -hmm. try to problem solve it. Okay. Right. Because defenses, when you're talking to someone or arguing with someone, defenses is like it, it, erodes the relationship mm. right because people are being defensive and then you're building your wall and you're building your wall and you're building your wall and 10 years later you're living on either side of the wall yeah right so yeah. if you can find greatness within yourself mm. by finding the humility to say i'm not going to defend yeah i'm only going to acknowledge what they have to say i'm going to listen with an open heart and an open mind mm. right even yeah. if they're lobbying like insults at you, you want to at least acknowledge and where's that coming from? Hmm. Right. Yes. So de being defensive is really harmful to relationships as a mediator where I see a lot of people divorcing. Yeah. It's like everyone becomes defensive. If you can just say, I'm going to, I'm going to notice, Oh, I'm feeling defensive. Why am I feeling defensive? Mm 
What about this is making me feel uneasy? Mm -hmm. What about this is making me feel insecure? What about this is taking away my self-esteem? If you can ask those questions and sort of get to the bottom of it, then mm -hmm. the next time you can say, I'm going to try to keep defensiveness at the door the next time someone comes in and I'm going to greet that person's hostility with acknowledgement. Acknowledgement, not defensiveness. I love that. I love that. I, I, I do want to take advantage of this time um, and talk about an actual question because what we're doing in this conversation in my heart and mindset is is preventive like we said before it's preventive it's helping people not have to get to that point where now we're 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 saying we have created so many walls and barriers um in front of us that now we are looking at trying to get a divorce um and so we're trying to help that as well as help people learn this skill um that you're teaching us on today so i want to ask you to do me a favor for it might be a person that's listening and they might be at the door ready for divorce. Um, and it might not be because of, you know, any exterior like infidelity or anything like that. It can literally just be because they created so many walls and now they're distant. Um, what would you say to that individual or even to that couple um, to kind of be at help to so they don't walk into that, that don't walk out that door? So I always think it's a really good idea to get a mediator and I will explain why. So there's a difference between couples therapy okay. and mediation, right? So couples therapy, you're talking about a lot of stuff in the past, a lot of things about you, the baggage, let's say mm -hmm. that people bring mm -hmm. and how to resolve that, okay. right? With mediation, you actually get to talk about an issue and usually it's forward thinking, right? Mm -hmm. So okay. you get to, as opposed to looking in the past. Got you. And okay. seeing like, oh, these are ways that we've been acting with each other. Let's try to fix it. Literally, you want to talk about mediation would be a great place to talk about. Are we still like on the same page? Do we mm -hmm. still want to try to work and make this marriage happen? Okay. What are the things that you find problematic in this relationship? And what are the things that I find problematic? And how can we fix those things? Okay. Right? Really think of it as even like as a business meeting, right? Very transactional. Okay. I know it's matters of the heart, but mm -hmm. you have to sort of divorce yourself a little bit so that you can have the conversation to say, okay, something is slightly off with mm -hmm. the matters of the heart here. It's not quite working. Both of us are slightly dissatisfied. In order to avoid a divorce, what are the things that we need to fix? Just like you're talking about a machine, right? If the machine, if the refrigerator's not working, right. we're going to right. talk about how much does it cost? Uh, is it cheaper to fix it or is it cheaper to buy one? Right. Right. And really yeah. think about those things. So you want to be able to approach the conversation about your marriage much in the same way to say, mm. what's actually not working? Is it fixable? Right. Is it worth fixing? Do you want to fix it? Do I want to fix it? Do we both want to invest in the time and energy that is necessary in order to course correct? Right. And so that has to be a little bit of a higher level conversation that yeah. people should be able to have without getting embroiled in the emotional part of it. OK. And okay. so that's the reason why I think it's really good to employ a third party neutral. A mediator is not on anyone's side. A mediator yeah. is neutral. They are there to make sure that the emotions don't get too heated. Mm -hmm. They are there to make sure that each side hears each other. 
right? A lot of times I might say, Hiram, what, what did you hear? What did you hear from the other person? And then you had to repeat it back, right? So I'm making sure. And sometimes I'm the one that repeats back what's being said, because guess what? When people who are close to each other, this can be spouses, this can be family members. You have a filter that you listen with. It's like my wife filter, my mom filter, my dad filter. And so everything that that person is saying to you, it's coming through that filter. But when I say the exact same word sitting in the room, all of a sudden you can hear it. Why? Because you're not wearing that dad filter yeah. when I'm saying his words. I like that. And so it, it goes around that filter and then you're you're like, oh, I hear it differently. And frequently right. people say, <laughs> I don't understand because I said the exact same words that Alice just said. Right. Why did they understand it when Alice said it? It's because I'm circumventing that filter that everyone has in mm. like intimate relationships, familial relationships, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I think it's a really great idea. And it's not like an ongoing thing where therapy is like, oh, you need to come for the next year. No, you can go like one session, two sessions, Mm -hmm. talk about like what's working, what's not working. Do we want to move forward? Are we willing to fix these things? And then you can like move on with your lives. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. And I and I think that understanding that one, if you are someone that is listening or someone that is watching right now and you're in this place, you're you're in a place where you can see that your relationship is heading towards that door. Um, but internally, uh, we know this, I, you know, no matter how you're feeling, no matter what's going on, but internally you're saying, I want this to actually work. I want you to follow these instructions. I want you to make sure that you're taking the time to go find you a mediator or make sure you talk to the one that I'm talking to right now. Um, And all of her information is going to be in the description because these moments are important. Um, I I have come from um, a divorced family. I was I was raised by a single mother um, and I understand some of those dynamics when you're talking about the effects that those things make. And it doesn't just affect the children. It does internally affect that person. Um, but most importantly, I would say this is you never learn the lesson. You never learn the lesson to how to be able to do it an effective way. And there um, are people that I know that um, and even things that I have seen or read where people have walked out that door And I know you probably know this as well. They have walked out that door and then they get in another relationship and they be like, man, if I would have just done this, it, that could have worked. Um, And so I, I'm, we're trying to prevent you from walking out the door. We're trying to make sure that you're able to have an effective relationships. Um, Again, like Alice said, it's not just for marriage. This is across the board. This is you as a father talking to your son when or your daughter when they're frustrated. You know, this is you communicating to your boss. Uh, You know, this is these principles that she has taught us simple stuff and she's taught us today that um, that I wish I already was walking in. But these principles that she taught us today are things I believe that help us with life. And these and I'm so grateful, um, Alice, that you that you're sharing and helping all of us. Uh, so that we can be able to be um, better. And then also I'm thankful, I'm, you know, this is my selfish part of me. Um, I'm thankful that you're getting me out of my uh, comfort zone and allow me to know that I can be able to, de- you know, pull it down so it's not confrontational and be able to actually have effective 
uh, relationships and communication. So yes, and then for those of your their listeners who are fathers, I always really. Um, promote parents negotiating with their kids. And let me just tell you why. Um, you know, there are a lot of people who are sort of old school and they feel like, hey, I'm the parent. You got, you got to do what I'm saying that you right. need to do. And I'm going to tell you why I believe that you should negotiate with your children. Okay. Okay. Because when your children grow up, they're going to negotiate their job offers, salaries, mm. buying a house, buying a car. So every single negotiation you have with your child, you are training them to become better negotiators. If you rob them of all those experiences of negotiating with you because you just say, nope, we're not negotiating. When mm -hmm. they graduate from high school or college, they're not going to be equipped to go out into the world to negotiate because you haven't given them the opportunities. Wow. So I want you to like everyone to change their perspective a couple of degrees and yeah. feel like that it's okay to give your kids a little bit of power to negotiate because in that negotiation, you're teaching them a skill set that is a lifelong skill set mm. that will get them ahead of everyone else when they get out in the real world. Don't rob them of that precious opportunity. I love that. And um, I think I got to go back because <laughs> um, I just had a situation just yesterday. Um, so I made a deal with my oldest son uh, that uh, I said, listen, you got to keep your room straight for a couple of days. And if you do that, we can go purchase this item that you want. Uh, so I think he had did it like two days in a row. And I was like, OK, Dad, let, let's make a deal. If you get it for me now, this is what we can do. Um, you know, we get it now. But if I don't do right, you know, these next couple of days, you can take it back. And da, 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 da. And I did exactly what you just said not to do. <laughs> I canceled the whole thing. Oh, I'm trying to prove a point. And, you know, I had I was rational in my thought process. I'm trying to prove a point and I'm trying to help you get to da, da, da. And um, but now listening to what you're saying, um, that was a moment that I robbed him of the opportunity to develop in that. Yes. Uh, so, and even so. like in my household, for example, we mm -hmm. do renegotiations where he might lose a privilege. Okay. And then he will come back to me and say, okay, mom. So if I do this thing that I got punished for not doing, if uh -huh. I do it, can I get my privilege back early? Hmm. That is a fair question. Yeah. I'm not going to like put the kibosh on that and say, mm -hmm. no, we're not having this discussion. I already gave you your punishment. <laughs> no, I will right. be like, you know, or sometimes let's say I took a privilege away mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And he tell he comes back to me and says, how can I get that privilege back? I am open to negotiating. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I might say, you know what? If you fold all my clothes, <laughs> right, I'll give yeah. you your privilege back. Or I if you do that. X, Y, and Z and however motivated they are, Mm -hmm. They're going to do whatever it is that I'm like sort of negotiating because the more motivated he is to get his privilege back, I can just be like, you need to do this. You need to do that. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's all done. And you're right. like, oh my gosh, it was right. so easy. So what you're going to do is once mm. you start negotiating with your children, you're going to notice there are far fewer conflicts in your home and it's mm. far easier to parent. You're going to be <laughs> like, whoa. 
This is like so easy because I want you to just relinquish a little control, knowing that you are teaching your kids to advocate for themselves and to negotiate. Mm -hmm. And you can Mm -hmm. totally dive in and negotiate. You don't have to just say yes to what your son is saying. You can say, well, you know, not quite that, but I have another offer for you. Right. And you go back and forth. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if they come back and they say, never mind, I change it. It's fine to renegotiate because they're exercising their critical thinking. Hmm. while they're negotiating. You want them to be good negotiators. In order for them to be good negotiators, you need to be a good negotiator (laughs) so you can train them. But I guarantee you, your household will be Mm -hmm. so easy. There's no more yelling. There's Hmm. no more punishing because you're like, wow, we're just negotiating our way through all the household items. It's fantastic. So I highly recommend it for the exact reason that I'm talking about. Yeah. You want them to be very good at what they do when they get out in the real world. And you, as the parent, you are the one to bless them with mm-hmm. that skill set. This is, see, this is great. We ain't got a whole a whole bundle um, through this conversation. We have figured out how to communicate in, in relationships. And now we've learned how to negotiate and the importance of it for our children. And uh, this is going to be, this is great because... One of the things, I guess, like you said, the old school perspective of it is that mindset, surely as a parent is, you know, you just do what I say. My way is the, is my way is it. It's all encompassed. This is, if we're not doing anything extra, do anything different. But like you said, that does not prepare us or prepare our children for what they're going to encounter when they're no longer in your home. Exactly. Um, and so all of these pieces are just developments that we are doing. Is This is just as important, I would say, this is just as important as you sending them to school um, because they're learning and getting some form of development and training in that specific way. And these techniques right here um, in developing, negotiating, being able to kind of go back and forth and understand how to do that critically um, is going to also help them in the long run, too. Well, you also have to think that back in the day when it's my way, I'm the parent, you need to listen to me mm-hmm. and sort of like living in this authoritative um, scenario worked mm-hmm. when um, the main thing was being a factory worker because you want to raise human beings who are going to like be docile and listen to what the boss says because mm-hmm. you're going into a factory and you just need to follow along and follow the rules. Yeah. In today's world, that is not the case. You need creative thinkers, critical yeah. thinkers, people can just think outside of the box. Those are the people who are going to excel in the world. And okay. so you want your children to be placed at the forefront of that, right? Yeah. And so you don't want to treat them in a way that they would excel in the factory environment. You want to treat them in a way where they can become an entrepreneur, you know, not have a ceiling for the amount of money that they can earn for themselves to have the independence and mm-hmm. happiness. And yes. so it starts in the home by allowing them to negotiate because you want them to be able to have that skill set. Got you. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this. I'm hoping that uh, the parents, the fathers that are listening to this por- portion of it, that you hear what she's saying. Um, like we in, like we started this conversation. I want you to be able to do me a favor um, on this specific part. I, I want you to be able to say and say, repeat back what she said. 
um, and make sure that you heard it and you interpreted it clearly because this is important. Um, we're, we're not just talking about how we can be able to develop, how we can be better, how we can flow um, more effectively in our greatness, but it's also important that we're making sure that our children, the next generation behind us, is being able to walk in their greatness, as well as, like you stated, understanding that we're in a total different time. Um, we're in a total different time where, like you said, technology at is 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 at almost at its peak, and the major part of people that are succeeding and elevating and doing all these things are, like you say critical thinkers, people that are thinking outside of the box, but they've been having to be critical thinkers. It's not like they just woke up to yesterday and now exactly. all of a sudden, you know, they've been in positions and places and scenarios that has made them have critical thoughts. And so, um, so I'm, I'm thankful that you, that you're sharing this with us. Um, I know my sons are going to be thankful that you also helped us help me in this area. And um, this is going to this is going to be great. I know that this conversation, um, Alice, is going to be a great help to every person that listens. Um, and I know also that is going to be something that helps relationships in the long run. Absolutely. I'm super happy to share that. And I want to hear back from you. I want to know that like it worked. I expect an email from you. <laughs> I'll make sure you get it. I promise you. And uh, my, my, my son is, is sitting listening now. He and peeped into the conversation. And um, and so he's like he's sitting over here like, yes, this is exactly what I'm talking about. So this is I promise you, you're going to hear back from this. Um, and uh, but it's going to be great. Um, I do believe it's going to change my whole perspective. Um, as well as change, even when it comes to reference to how I parent um, and how I deal with conflict in general. And so um, so I'll make sure that you hear you're going to hear back and let, I'll let you know how this is going. This journey is going. Awesome. Um, so do me a favor before we end. Um, I want to just have you do two things for me. Um, one, talk to the uh, the man um, that is now saying I'm willing to do it. But I don't know how this is going to look for my future. I don't know what this, how is this going to prepare me or propel me into my future? Um, and then we'll end off. And I just want to, I want to get your perspective of how you define greatness. So, you know, I think that um, if you start to practice this and the, the beauty about these skills is you can practice it every day. You can practice it with whoever you're talking to. Right. Just tell yourself, I'm going to go I see your son. You can be like, I'm going to go into active listening mode, right? You just tell yourself that mm -hmm. and you listen and then you just repeat back. And you don't have to necessarily start off when someone is angry. You want to start off like when you're practicing in a regular conversation, right? Something where it's easygoing, no stress until you feel like, okay, I got this. I have this skill, I can do it now when gotcha. we're arguing, right? Gotcha. Because it's yeah. actually going to end arguments. It's not going to prolong them. I like so I it. want anyone who is feeling like, oh, it's a little bit on the fence, just start easy. Mm -hmm. You're going like into that. lukewarm, gentle water by just repeating back what someone says when you're having a nice, amicable conversation. Okay. Once you feel like you're good with it, you're going to move on into more difficult waters, which is when there's anger involved mm -hmm. and you are going to notice that it is going to make the other person happier and calmer. 
All right. So I guarantee you, this is a life changing skill. Like if you just do this one thing, you're going to be like, whoa, my whole life is different. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I like mean, this that. is not an exaggeration. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, true. and then my, my uh, definition of greatness, that was the question, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yep. That's your definition. Is really, and this is for men and women is to be able to be humble, hmm. to remind yourself not to be defensive. It is a difficult thing because most people, they're familiar with defensiveness. Everyone mm -hmm. gets defensive, right? So right. I have to remind myself too. Oh, yeah. I'm feeling defensive. Like, why am I feeling defensive? And can I let it go? Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. And the more you work at it, no one is perfect. No one's got it to a T. We're all human. Yeah. Right? But really notice. Notice when you're feeling defensive and try to let it go. And so the more you do it, you're going to notice that your life starts to shift mm -hmm. and go more towards greatness because you're going to be leaving defensiveness in the past. I like that. I like that. I like that. That is so wonderful. We stay in the place of humility um, and we are exercising day by day that greatness. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. So um, I'm going to challenge everyone that's watching and everyone that's listening, uh, just like Alice has challenged me to uh, not just put this into practice, not just test it out on different people so you can develop this skill. But I want to be able to know how this is working for you. Um, I want to be able to hear back from you and say, Man, okay, me and my wife were about to get into it and I tried it and it worked. <laughs> like, I want to be able to hear um, how this is working because, again, I do believe that this conversation is going to help us because this is a skill that I believe we all need, um, we all have to function in, that's going to help us be and continue to exercise and develop this greatness that that does reside within us. So, Alice, thank you so much uh, for taking out the time, coming on the podcast, having this conversation, um, helping us to develop and be better and giving us the tools that we need so we can continue to walk in our own greatness. Thank you so much for having me. And if anyone wants to connect with me or work with me, I do small group negotiation coaching sessions and I've got sessions starting every month. So please contact me for a chance to work together. Thanks so much. This was a lovely hour. I really mm -hmm. had fun. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. I have fun as well. <laughs> um, so all of uh, Alice's information will be in the description below and you can be able to connect with her uh, you can be able to also check out her website and that'll give you more information about how she's helping to change people's lives on a day-to-day basis, um, as well as like she stated, if you want to be able to connect and get some assistance in different areas of your life, she is someone that I would recommend. Um, as we had this conversation today, you can see she is great at what she does. And so, um, so continue to be with us, continue to uh, follow me continue to be a part of these conversations, and as always, continue to be great. Love you all, and talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. 
my heart is and that I don't do this for myself. I make sure that I am doing this for you to bring you the tools that you need so you can walk in your greatness. So continue with me every Monday, 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, as well as you can make sure that you listen to me on all podcast platforms. And let's continue to grow this greatness tribe. Thank you.